Welcome to Industry Talks with Fortech. Yeah, thanks, Brian. So uh, we'll start off with introductions. So uh, you want to introduce yourself, um, Lauren, it's uh, owner and of uh, Carson Integrated and uh, Lat 60 and, and uh, Stonefish as well, I, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've been in business now for 15 years. I started up in uh, 2006. I've uh, been a professional forester in Alberta since 1999, uh, but yeah, in 2006, I started up Carson Integrated, providing environmental and forestry consulting services to predominantly industry clients, uh, oil and gas, forest industry, sand and gravel, uh, those those types of players, really any, any industry that works on crown lands in the province of Alberta, and we help to get approvals in place for uh, for any type of projects that they would be doing. And then I guess it was around 2010 or so that I uh, became one of the partners at Stonefish Rentals as well, which is a uh, rentals and uh, industrial supply store based out of Athabasca. And um, yeah, we, similar thing, we work all kind of all over Northern Alberta, uh, predominantly again with industrial clients, just servicing, uh, you know, providing rental equipment and services to them, however, whatever they need. So today's topic is collaboration. So just wanted to ask, start off, what does collaboration mean to you? Uh, well, it means working with like-minded people that, uh, that have common interests and uh, in order to provide uh, a higher level of service, a higher quality of service to our customers. Uh, in a long-term relationship where uh, there's, there's mutual benefits to to both parties or, or there could be more than two parties as well. So, And I guess, uh, w what do you believe the difference is between a joint venture and collaboration and, and maybe just speak on, I guess, what, what's a joint venture and how is that tied to collaboration? Yeah, I think they're both quite similar. Uh, joint venture is a little more formal, I think, um, where you have a kind of a legally binding agreement on, on how you're going to act and, and that type of thing. But realistically, it's a, it's a form of collaboration. And if uh, uh, collaboration, you need to act the same way anyhow. Uh, like you, sh you shouldn't need a legal agreement to tell you how you're going to behave or, or that type of thing. And if, if you do, then you're probably not gonna be very successful in that collaboration. So, so I think uh, the important part is that the people involved in the collaboration have uh, good, strong relationships, open communication, uh, uh, they have conversations uh, when times are good and they have conversations together when, when times are a little tougher. And uh, you, you shouldn't really need a legally binding agreement, but, but joint ventures are, are important as well. We have, uh, we've had joint ventures over the years um, as well. So uh, I think there's a time and a place for, for each, but. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just some history on us. So um, most know on this channel that I'm the CEO and founder of Fortech. So we were established in 2016. And uh, we're primarily in the forestry and environmental space in Western Canada. So we operate in Alberta, BC, and Saskatchewan. Um, a lot of our services are very similar or the same as yours in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, the next thing that I wanted to touch on was just how, how, we've, how long we've known each other, how we've worked together on projects in the past, and uh, some of the successes we've had. And, and uh, yeah, if you want to maybe touch on that. Yeah, from my point of view, our relationship has been very successful. Uh, we've been working together now for 
uh, probably just over four years or around four years anyhow. And uh, it works well because uh, our companies, uh, we have different strengths, I think, and, uh, and we play to those strengths. Uh, our company, like Carson Integrated, we're, uh, we're quite GIS focused and we have uh, professional forest planning staff that are more office-based and, and we've been able to really uh, partner up with you guys who bring a lot of the field field level expertise that uh, that we're lacking at times and and it works well because i think there are uh, it allows us to share staff back and forth across multiple projects with multiple clients and because uh, oftentimes that's that's the real balancing act in the consulting world is having the right amount of people uh for the amount of work that you have and work comes and goes and so you need to be able to uh to increase and decrease your staffing requirements accordingly and to do that successfully. So, so that's what I think has been one of the real strengths of our relationship is it's, it's allowed us to do that. So. Yeah, I think some of the main challenges we've had and, and consistently always have is just, yeah, exactly what you say is being able to keep staff busy all the time. You want to keep your good guys with you. And if you don't have work for them at certain times of the year, then then uh, yeah, they're not gonna be able to keep them. So being having opportunities to keep them working uh, on joint projects and things like that to to make it work for everyone has definitely been a benefit for us. So yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the real the real strengths of the the type of uh, uh, relationship our two companies have is it allows us to do that. And I think for the most part, uh, I mean, our clients know that we do that uh, and they're supportive of it. But I don't think they, uh, I don't think it impacts them in a, well, it does, it impacts them in a positive way. It, it's allowed us to keep uh, high quality people around for long term, which is uh, exactly what our clients expect from us. So, Yeah, and I think that uh, everyone, every company tends to have their, their ways that they typically do business. And I know that like I've picked up tricks of the trade and, and you've been in, in industry a lot longer than me. So there's been some things that I've definitely learned um, working together with you and uh, and I'm ho I hope that we brought some additional value to you guys as well in regards to just different ways of doing things and kind of integrating multiple processes into a way that can kind of benefit everyone and run smoothly and more effectively. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think that's one of the, the real strengths is uh, you guys have a certain uh, type of expertise that we don't have and uh, you guys are always willing to share that with us and, and we try to do the same back so uh, and we try to take that same approach with uh, a lot of our suppliers with our clients and we've similarly we've had uh, like collaborate collaborations or partnerships or joint ventures that that type of thing with indigenous communities in the over the years as well and uh, and I think that's one of the in order to be successful in Alberta these days, I think that's uh, one of the things that all companies have to be open to. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What, uh, I don't know if you want to touch any more on, on how, to, how to collaborate successfully, some of the kind of do's and don'ts or anything, and then, and then we were going to get into uh, some of the challenges of collaborating in industry as well. Yeah, if I was to give some recommendations, I suppose it would, it's just around uh, open, honest communication is the biggest one is make sure that, uh, that you, uh, that we're on the same page with regards to expectations and uh, then communicate with each other regularly. And you need communication at multiple levels, like 
for instance, in our companies, you and I communicate regularly uh, as needed and, and as appropriate. But then there's the, you know, the people that work for us are, are communicating probably more frequently, uh, like on a day to day basis and multiple times a day as they work together on projects as well. And it's, it's important that uh, that that ability exists and that everybody in the company is is working towards the same same goals. So. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, it takes a certain type of of business owner or, or person, I think, to be able to want to work collectively with other companies. I know that there's, I've had situations with other um, typically smaller consultants where they maybe are not as open to it. So I think that, uh, I think that it's a good thing. I think that there's a lot of positives that can come out of it. And, and uh, yeah, I hope that others can, can have success in, in collaboration as well. Yeah. yeah I find the same thing uh, that a lot of our competitors aren't open to collaborations and, Really, for me, I, what I found over the years is we tried to to work with uh, other companies that are similar size to us type of thing, and it allows us to take on some pretty big projects at times that really on our own, we'd have no right to uh, to be working on those projects. But if you can get together a few different companies that are all willing to work together, then, uh, then you can you can take on some really interesting projects at times. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then what are some of the, the challenges with working with others in the industry, other co- competitors or companies, we've touched um, on a couple. Yeah, it it can get challenging at times, especially like in in our in our relationship. It's a, it's this way, I guess, where we do provide very similar services, and so sometimes that can get a bit tricky. Is uh, you have to recognize that in some situations you're collaborating and working together and. It could be at the exact same time that the that the two companies are bidding against each other on something else, and uh, and that's just that's okay. I, uh, yeah, you know, um, but that can get tricky at times. Um, but uh, I, I think it's totally fine to to work that way. So it's to be expected. Yeah, yeah I think I think when uh, like times get tough and things like that, that's when I see a lot more companies like clamping down or cutting things out and stuff like that but when business is is better or the industry is doing well then it, there's usually a lot more opportunities for companies to work together to get jobs done but i also do see i i know specifically when like times have slowed down or things like that you see a lot of competitors coming in and just start slashing prices and doing different types of things and then and then i yeah. think that that can be one of the challenges for sure is in hard economic times where guys need to fend for themselves or whatever i think that that's definitely yeah the challenges for sure yeah i think you're right and i think that's that approach is generally the wrong approach to take um i yeah. think when times are tough that's that's when it's important that you can find ways to work with other people but yeah. i've definitely seen that as well when uh you know people get protective of their own turf and uh and that type of thing so yeah yeah for sure Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I, I've enjoyed working with you and, and uh, I think that we've done a lot of successful projects together over the years and it's been a while now for sure. Um, 2017, I believe, is when we first started our uh, project, yeah. first project for you guys. So, um, so yeah, last thing I want to touch on in this is uh, just what are some industry challenges that you see in, in the forestry, forest industry, environmental industry? I know you guys work in both as well. And uh, yeah, what are some of the challenges? And then what do you see some of the, some of the biggest opportunities in the next 10 years? 
Well, the challenges side, the one that that I find uh, seems to be right across the board these days is on human resources, is just finding enough qualified people to do the work. Um, I think the forestry schools across Canada have had, uh, you know, a lower enrollments over the last decade or maybe even more than a decade. And it's starting to show that there's there's fewer and fewer people in industry uh, available to work. And um, that's going to be a challenge because there's, I find there's more and more opportunities uh, in industry as well uh, because of the enhanced amount of scrutiny on environmental performance and uh, carbon, uh, you know, being carbon neutral and those types of things, which are all things that are very relevant to, to forest industry and foresters and that type of thing. So, so I think there's going to be a lot of work for us over the next 10 years, which is going to be the real opportunity. And then the biggest challenge is going to be finding, finding good people to, to fill those opportunities. So. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with uh, hiring and recruitment. I think it's uh, very, um, like we spend a lot of effort on it and uh, I mean, we consistently struggle with it too. So I know that finding yeah. the right people to, to do a good job that you can rely on and trust and, and uh, yeah, finding those people can always be a challenge and, and uh, I think more so in the future as well. I find, a, and, and it depends how things are going too. Like in the past, I've had issues where the oil field starts picking up or something and then um, uh, they might like some some of the some of your good people might end up leaving because they might find like a pipeline job, environment doing some environmental inspecting yeah. or something like that directly, where they can make more money. Um, like in forestry, it's it's a very competitive industry, so it, it kind of taps out a specific spot um, yeah. traditionally, and uh, that's some of the challenges that we've had of just keeping good staff long term and and uh, um, competing with other industries that maybe pay more. Yeah, the boom and bust cycle in the oil and gas industry can be real, really challenging because when times are good, yeah, they do get splashy with money and they'll uh, they'll throw it around at people and and it's tough to compete against some of the big oil and gas companies and that type of thing. When they want something done, they've got they've got a lot deeper pockets than than small companies like us have. So I think uh, definitely some of the opportunities, like you mentioned, is yeah, carbon and. Uh... Um, different types of environmental stuff and I think it'd be a lot more work for the for the consultant companies like us I think that uh, I, I've seen situations in the states where they've shut down a lot of logging areas due to different types of wildlife features and things like that so one thing that I do worry about is in the logging industry is like clo large-scale closures and things like that which can definitely uh, significantly impact like the actual mills and, and stuff like that but um, but I, I think on the consulting side, there'll be a lot more like a pivot towards environmental, um, related stuff around that. And, uh, technology has, has a, a huge change. Like it's been rapidly changing in our space. And, yeah, uh, I know some companies are starting to utilize drones and, and, uh, you guys are, are quite up on some of that from my understanding. You've been doing some test, test stuff with it and. Maybe you want to just touch on that at all? Yeah, you're right. That the technology side is is one of the bigger challenges as well. It's it's uh, just technology is moving so fast these days. Uh, so we've been trying out. Yeah, we've been doing some different things with drones and uh, uh, with high resolution imagery and lidar and that type of stuff. But also terrestrial lidar. Uh, we've been doing some research and development on 
on using terrestrial lidar in order to to improve uh, quality and efficiency of of like timber cruising programs and that type of thing. And the other one that I see that's coming uh, that's getting better and better all the time is satellite satellite uh, imagery and the analysis of satellite data in order to to uh, provide forest inventories. And I think that's going to be uh, a big thing in the future here as well. So, yeah. and it, it gets harder and harder because the data sets that we're working with just become uh, larger and larger all the time. And uh, trying to serve those data sets to people out in the field is a challenge. Um, but it's something I think we're, we're doing well. Uh, we do that well when we're working with you guys. Uh, yeah. It seems to, uh, seems to be one of our strengths compared to a lot of our competitors, I think, is getting GIS and uh, spatial data and that type of stuff into the hands of, of the crews out in the field that are making real world decisions. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the days of uh, large scale, like, like ground plots and stuff like that um, are probably going to be um, slowly becoming obsolete. I know even with like block layout, for example, uh just transitioning to to ribbonless i mean that that's uh quite a bit faster right so um i think there's definitely a transition in the in the type of work that field staff will be completing it might be more collect data and, and information through utilizing tech technology and then analyzing it and stuff which potentially be more office related time um yeah but yeah that's something that's definitely been unfolding in the last five years and it will continue in the next five so yeah yeah no i agree awesome well i appreciate your time today i'm not if you have any other final comments or remarks uh feel free um but if not yeah we had a good chat and uh really enjoyed our time working together and look forward to future yeah. ventures yeah me too i that'd be my final thoughts just that uh our relationship's been good and I expect it's going to continue to be good going forward. And uh, I just look forward to the next, the next four years as well. So. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. Okay, Brandon. Talk to you later.